You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Today's episode of the Lockdown Race podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you twenty percent off your next order. Builtbar.com. Uh, okay, Ulysses, we are rolling on through our twenty twenty player reviews. Again, we want to be fair, go in alphabetical order today. We have two pitchers in Diego Castillo and Yanni Chirinos. I'll go ahead and take the lead with Mr. Castillo, the 26-year-old, soon to be 27. He'll be 27 by the end of the year, I believe, or thereabouts, maybe the the first of the year. He's he's getting up there. He's moving on to 20. He'll be 27 by the start of spring training, uh, if and when we have that for 2021. Um, He has a really interesting profile in that his war on baseball reference was an even 1.0, but fan graphs gave him a zero war. Uh, oh. And there's probably some reasons for that, but digging into the numbers here, he had a 257 ERA plus a 453 FIP in 21 and two thirds regular season innings. He compiled a 166 ERA 1.062 whip. 23 strikeouts and four saves. I should also note in uh, his postseason, which he was used extensively, he had a 1.08 ERA and 16.2 innings pitched. So uh, interestingly, he essentially cut his ERA in half from last year, but his strikeout rate decreased, his walk rate increased, and his home run rate increased. He also may have gotten a little bit lucky with a 176 uh, batting average on balls in play, though he is allowing and was allowing weaker contact in 2020 uh, to the tune of an 84.4 average exit velocity, which is elite level. Um, The profile on Castillo, you guys know it. He's a hard-throwing righty, works from the first base side of the mound. Uh, He's a fastball slider guy, sinker slider guy. Uh, And what makes him so dangerous is his sinker and slider are 10 miles an hour apart thereabouts and they work in complete opposite directions. Now, uh, what I found interesting, uh, was that he used his fastball or sinker, whatever you want to call it, 35% of the time compared to uh, 65% for the slider. And that has been something that has changed from prior years before he was more of a fastball centric and then work the slider off of that. Now he's pretty much reversed that. Like in 2019, he threw the fastball 49% of the time slider 51%. I think he even threw the fastball even more on a percentage basis 
in 2018. And, you know, the other thing I want to highlight before we kind of discuss Castillo a little bit here is I looked at his baseball savant profile and there's a lot of red, a lot of dark red, which is a good thing. Uh, he ranks high in the percentile rankings. Again, if, if somebody is 92nd percentile in something, that is a good thing. If you're uh, right. 92nd percentile in height in America, you're probably, and you're a male, you're probably six, four, Tall six, guy. Five, four <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just running through some of his uh, percentile ranking numbers, 97 percent, uh, 97 percentile in exit velocity, 90 in XERA, 93 in hard hit percentage, 95 in X batting average, 90 in X WOBA, 96 in X slugging, 96 percentile whiff percentage, 63 percentile strikeout percentage, 88 percentile fastball velocity. Now his spin rate for his fastball is uh, extremely low, 4%, but that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It could just be a spin efficiency thing there. So really on the whole, uh, his number is very good. His is uh, you look into it very good. Yeah. There's some kind of little things with uh, the, the strikeout rate going down slightly, the walk rate going up slightly. Um, and it seemed like, I mean, the thing with Castillo is the stuff is there and there are, strings where it's like he is unstoppable, unhittable, but it seems like once out of every couple of outings, he's going to make you sweat a little bit. He'll, he'll walk two or three and get into some trouble and have trouble getting out of a jam. Other times he'll be forced to get and help somebody else out of a jam. But for all intents and purposes, he was, I think the team's uh, second best reliever. He's the number two high leverage guy behind Nick Anderson. Well, that's the issue, though, right? Can you command that really good stuff? Uh, Diego Castillo and Jose Alvarado have been kind of paired up in that uh, really good stuff, but can you command it? Obviously, Castillo has been uh, able to command it way better than Alvarado has, and, and but it, that doesn't mean that he won't make you sweat. I did like the fact that you told about uh, told me about that pitch selection change. He did use more that uh, of that slider, and you could tell sometimes that it was just a bunch of sliders in a row. And you were thinking, why don't you use that powerful sinker? Now the question is, is that pre-planned? Is that he gets on the mound and he just doesn't have a feel for the sinker? Uh, it, it was something wrong with him physically that you know the the grip or the 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 pitch selection. Uh, veered towards the slider because of something that was happening you, we don't know that but right. the the change is definite you could see it on the eye test and you definitely see, see it on the numbers so overall though i i i don't uh i don't disagree with saying that he's the second best pitcher in the bullpen honestly diego castillo could become the biggest contributor in the stable yep. in 2021 uh with the stuff that he has and with the drop off that nick anderson had uh you could say that Diego could step up and be number one in the stable. So uh, I don't, I, I, I don't have a lot of nitpicking to do with Diego. Yeah. The walks suck. The, the, right. That really gets to you. And as a reliever, you need to cut that out. But overall, I think it was a fine season for Diego. Certainly. And I think you go back to the pitch usage. I think that's definitely something by design, considering that the past three years, he's gone from using the fastball less or the sinker less and the slider more. Maybe that's something of, we know we can get more swing and misses or just as equal swing and misses 
thereabouts, but allow less contact and weaker contact and guys just topping off the baseball and things like that. I, I think the Rays definitely have a plan of how they want to utilize these guys and how they work them. And really it's simple stuff for, for Diego going forward. Just get ahead in the count and don't allow base yeah. runners. Don't walk guys. As long as you don't walk guys, you're going to be in really, really good shape. And you brought up a great, great point, Ulysses, about, you know, Nick Anderson. I let, I mean, assuming you, you hope that this was just a fatigue thing and that he'll be back to vintage Nick Anderson in 2021. Right. But you never know. Sometimes a guy's lost it and he never gets it back, especially a reliever. Are you comfortable with Diego taking that mantle and the Rays basically crowning him? You're our closer. You're our highest leverage reliever. And what? And maybe Nick Anderson takes a step back or they move on from Nick Anderson or whatever. I mean, we were saying in the, the Game 6 World Series, why are you going to Nick Anderson? Why didn't you go to Castillo or somebody else? The, really, the first guy I think I mentioned right. was Castillo. Why didn't you go to Castillo? He was so good, and um, he, he took the ball every time in the postseason. ALDS, championships. I mean, he was... He was there. Are you ready I, for him to take that next step? Yeah, I think that with with what he's shown and 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 the stuff is certainly capable of of being the the guy there in, in the bullpen when you call him. But you don't want your guy to be a a high walk guy. I'd I'd rather him have low velocity stuff and get soft contact. I'd rather have a Yarbrough type pitcher for the ninth right. um, and, and get soft contact than walk. And then a warning track power that, that gets your, your high blood pressure um, in danger zone. So I think the walks have to come down, but again, he's a young guy. I know you said 27, but really this was his third season and a third season of 60 games. Yeah, not a lot. It's not a lot of, of, of time for, for somebody to really get into what it means to be a pitcher and all that. It took Rodney like <laughs> 35 years to, to, yeah, to a become plus, elite. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to be so negative on, on a 27 year old. Yeah, you could say 27 is pretty old, though, not nowadays. And sure. But look at the major league career, just like Nick Anderson. Yeah, he's. He's a little bit upwards in the twenties, but it's his what second season. So right. uh, these guys are are young in the baseball world with their resumes. Maybe not with their age, but with their resumes are. Yeah, that's a good point, and I think all that postseason experience and the fact that he will be going into his fourth big league season lends itself to say, hey, if the Rays do something with Anderson or he never returns, I would be comfortable with saying, okay, Castillo's our guy. Uh, you just hope that he's able to control the walks a little bit going forward the, uh, through that. So, okay, grade for Mr. Castillo for this year, Ulysses. Going to give him an 87. 87. A B, okay. Yeah. I give him yeah, an it's a. a B plus, isn't it? 87 is a B plus. B plus, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus. All right. I'm going to give him an A. I think he did everything that really you could ask for and maybe then some and you you a add minus up all or the a 95 an a. or a 91 uh i mean just above the a minus benchmark so that'd look be what a 94 look, look I, I look at all his numbers i look at his improvements i look at I know Fangraphs probably has some reasoning why they have him at a zero war, probably the FIP and everything like that. And right. um, the Rays probably 
got him out at the right time before he allowed a ton of damage and, you know, Nick Anderson or somebody else cleans up Castillo's mess. So that may have shifted you the know, numbers down a little bit, but there's not, I don't think there's anything else really you could ask for Diego expectations wise. Look at everything on the whole postseason, regular season. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. There's those, those times where he makes us sweat and he makes us like, Oh my gosh, how many guys is he going to walk this inning? And, but Whoa. for the most part, he's, I, Again, if we're going to give a Nick Anderson an A uh, and we're taking account postseason and regular season, I got to give Castillo an A for being – he lived up to the billing as the, the second highest leverage guy on the team. That's, that's, not a, that's, not, that's not a bad um, reasoning to, to give him an A. You know what? Uh, in fact, I'm going to bump him up not only because of that, okay, but because of the one thing that we needed that he gave – that not a lot of pitchers could do, which is stay healthy. Yes. Guy was healthy, okay? Guy was healthy and, and, and was out there. So I'm, I'm going to give him the, the bump to an A-. minus. I'm going to give him a, a, a 91 because of that. I think that speaks uh, yeah. to his preparedness, to his work ethic. Not that if you get hurt, you, you don't work hard. Uh, right. But I guess – Diego worked smart and that's, you know, appreciated. Durability is some talent evaluators believe is a skill. You're useless if you can't stay healthy or be on the field. And right. in what, 80 games, Castillo threw 37 innings, including postseason, regular season. That's a workhorse <laughs> right there. Yeah. He did his job. Pretty good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to uh, Yanni Chirinos, but first, We've got to tell you about the greatest protein bar on the planet, and that is Built Bar. They have 18, 19, 20 some odd flavors, including new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. That also goes in addition to many of their great original flavors like raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter so on and so forth. Here's what you need to know about Built Bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. If you're on the keto diet, they're great for that. Uh, looking at the cherry flavor, I see 17 grams protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. If you want some Built Bars of your own uh, and... We implore you to get some, especially with the holiday season coming around, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays, Hanukkah, a lot of things going on. You tend to indulge. Maybe you want to step back and say, no, I'm not going to have that slice of chocolate cake. I'm going to have a Built Bar instead and still get my uh, sweet tooth fix. Well, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and that'll get you $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $10 off at builtbar.com. Kevin, so I got Yanni Chirinos, my boy. Um, he was one of the many, many pitchers who obviously spend time on the IL, but also whose season was highlighted with elbow pain. That was familiar in 2020. And that led to Tommy John surgery on August 25th of this year, essentially leaving him out of the playing field till, well, 2022. We won't see him in 2021 at all. He barely made our cut of 10, inning pit, uh, of 10 innings pitched to have a review 
made because he's a pitcher. Uh, he had 11 and a third, so he barely made made it. Um, but I know we've said this in our reviews, and we'll keep saying this for many of our reviews. It's a 60-game season. If they were a starter, if they were important, maybe 70, 80 games. So I want to take us through the numbers, but please, please, everybody, know that these are, you know, 11 and a third innings pitched. Okay? Grain of salt, yes. Yes. 238 ERA, 10 punch outs, a very nice 93% left on base rate, which I really liked. However, he did have a problem with the walks, uh, four in 11 and a third. That ballooned his whip uh, to a 159. Uh, his FIP was high, 31. Um, but then his exit velocity dropped almost a full point from 2019, from 88.1 to 87.3. Uh, let's see, his hit hard percentage, three full percentage points down. So that's good. He got more soft hit this year in 2020. So looking at all these little numbers and, and kind of confusing everybody here, it's a mixed bag uh, of, right. uh, of good and bad with, with Yanni. And I think a lot of it, the negatives you can explain by a high Babbitt of 353, uh, which is the highest ever in his MLB career uh, career by almost 60 points. Uh, so that, that, that you could see that kind of regressing to the mean and then having a little bit of a better FIP and all that. Uh, so many of these stats have such high variance uh, to the point that it kind of makes you want to say, you know, can we really get, be subjective about Yanni's 2020? And I don't think we can, Kevin. I don't think we really can. <laughs> yeah, really the most we can say about it is he got hurt and that's unfortunate. And he's got to be docked for that and being out until likely 2022. Now, I think the big question about Yanni is where does he fit in a couple years right. from now? Because this rotation could look totally, totally different. You're talking about Morton's probably not on the roster. Blake Snell may not be on the roster what do we see from McClanahan, Fleming, Honeywell, maybe uh, Joe Ryan? Does Ryan Yarbrough take positive or backwards steps? That's all going to be important going forward on seeing where and how Yanni Torinos fits into this rotation, or maybe he becomes a bulk guy, or how really it all depends on how he recovers from Tommy John surgery and the elbow issues that are plaguing him. But I think I'm still, as of right now, I'm banking on him to still be a key piece of this team uh, a year from now or two years from now, so on and so forth. Having that veteran type as you're, you're working in some of these young prospects into the rotation. And again, we've shown, I mean, the Rays have certainly shown themselves to be, I don't want to say heartless, but they will move on from a guy that gets hurt and they're like, well, we have no use for you. You're no good. We're throwing 100, you in the trash. Yes. 100%. But I think you, you kind of highlighted why that might not happen to Yanni because of the influx state of the rotation. Right now, you don't know what the rotation is going to look like for 2021. Right. Okay. It's Charlie Morton back. So then for 2022, definitely no Morton, most likely. And uh, like you said, Blake Snell out. 
what kind of positive steps has Yarbrough, Josh Fleming done? Is Joe Ryan making his debut? You don't know that. So I think that's a positive of keeping Yanni in the back saying, no, we already, he's going to be in 2022. That's perfect. We, we know what to expect from Yanni, hopefully, you know, even though TJ can be scary coming back from and, and the results are usually not positive right away. Uh, right. So, so then that, that can be a little bit scary. But, I mean, Honeywell, a guy with injuries up the wazoo, uh, I honestly, like I said on our episode, I think a week ago, where we uh, talked about Baseball America's tweet of 2024, what the Rays will look like. Uh, Honeywell, it could be a reliever, right? I mean, with all the injuries, you could say, you know what? I'm going to stick you to two, two innings. That opens up a spot in the rotation. Or that could also be a molded situation where Yanni becomes now, hey, you know what? You are our, our new beaks now. We yeah. One time through the order kind of guy. Um, the Rays like to pioneer w- with the pitching staff. So I don't see him being left off because of the influx state. Of, right. of the race rotation and, and bullpen. You know, I think the biggest stat for Yanni and the thing that I think makes him really valuable to the Rays is 42.8, 42.8. What does that stand for? That is his ground ball rate. And I think that is very important in the AL East where you have the Bronx Bombers, you have the Blue Jays that have a lot of pop. You have the Red Sox that while rebuilding, they still have, a very good lineup and probably will continue to add to that. The Orioles uh, will be a team not to be slept on with uh, our favorite guy, Tony Taters, Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, and maybe the return of Trey Mancini and others. Uh, You're looking at a division that hits a lot of home runs and you're looking at a league that is hitting a lot of home runs, being able to keep the ball on the ground and utilize, Hey, make those elite, Middle infielders and infielders work. Make Adamas work. Make Wendell work. Make Lau work yeah. and use them to your advantage. I think that's huge for Yanni Torinos, giving, also giving teams a different look because Yanni Torinos is a guy that he's not as effective when he works at the top of the zone like so many nope. other pitchers. He's better downhill, downward part of the zone. Use yeah. that, that horizontal break in that vertical break and, and get downward action on that ball. And, and hitters are probably like, wait, that. You're a sinker baller. You, you throw a sinker, a slider, split finger. I'm not, I'm used to, I'm so used to four seamers, 98 at the yeah. top. What, what are you doing here? It's a different and look. I think that, yes, a different look. And, and that's what we were talking about. How, what, what made the bullpen so successful and, and well, the bullpen and the starting rotation was all those different looks that the, the pitchers had, you know, like the, 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 the hand of the clock, you know, right. a doc, Ock, you know, situation. Yanni's another one uh, with, with not a funky delivery, but just a peculiar one, to say the least. Right. I mean, you know Yanni uh, is pitching differently than, than others. And yeah. so I think um, not only in his look, but also in the way that he attacks his own, that, that's, a, that's a, a difference maker. So, yeah, I, I don't see much to say. Very high variance. Unfortunately, I don't think these numbers are substantial enough to make a, a clear sub, uh, subjective or objective rather right. um, view of his season. So I'm going to go with an easy 82. Okay. Just 82 okay. for Yanni. Uh, look, I, I wish you wouldn't have gotten hurt. So maybe that's the, the why I put you so low on the B range, but 
we needed you. I think I think uh, Johnny would have been really useful in 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 the stable and come the playoffs. You know, uh, if yeah. Anderson doesn't need to come out so many times because you got Johnny in the back, wouldn't that have been nice? Right. And something you got to appreciate about Yanni is he's dedicated himself to getting into better shape. You've talked about it. The array bus, not eating two, but one a day. I think that should be his new nickname, by the way, array bus. I think that may, <laughs> I'm not sure what his. Oh, I think that's is. Alvarado's. That should be Alvarado's. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <nickname. laughs> no, Alvarado should be built bar. I think that should be his nickname there going is. forward. Uh, less. Uh, what's a, what's a well-known Venezuelan dessert? Oh my gosh. What's the most well known? Tres leches. Okay. Less of that, more built bar. Alvarado, <laughs> please. Thank you. But my point, Yanni getting in better shape. You love his competitiveness, intimidating presence on the mound like a yeah. bulldog. He, he looked he good. Reminds, yeah. You know who he kind of reminds me a little bit of, or I guess this guy reminds me of Castillo. Uh, the Astros, I think it was Luis Garcia, same build, just bulky big forearms strong bull-like figure on the mound i think that's uh that's a unique thing to have there so uh but with that and and as far as the grade i'm gonna give him a c just because uh, he he got hurt and he didn't pitch the innings we expected or needed from him um and uh that's i i'm just leaving it at that not it's not it's it's less of his pitching ability and more of the fact that he got hurt and wasn't able to contribute. So look, I, I think a lot of guys that got hurt uh, are going to take this, this, this bump down going to take the L on the grade. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, look, I, I, not to hammer this, this point, but you could have used some arms that gave you some length. So instead of putting Anderson in the fifth or the sixth, right. so many freaking times you had a guy like McKay, did in 2019 and you had him for like okay well let's can you finish off this inning like they did like they use fleming in the world series of game one uh you had more types of guys like that um then you wouldn't have had to use so many uh times anderson and castillo right. mostly anderson Certainly. though yeah. yes yes there it is all right uh before we go ulysses has a little news for us ulysses if you want to yes. share Yes. Okay. So remember uh, that we are going to have a little, uh, how, what, what do we call it? Uh, a, a round table, a chat? Yeah. Round table chat, not a meeting. It's, it's definitely not right. a meeting. It's not like a uh, boardroom meeting or anything of that such. No, a very friendly chat with all uh, people from Raise Unfiltered uh, on Patreon. So uh, this will be the last one where every tier will be available to go onto this Zoom table, round table, or a Zoom chat. Um, after this, it only goes to tier three. So if you want to join us, please do so. Saturday, uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we'll send out the invites. If you want to be part of this, of course, you can join us on patreon.com slash unfiltered. And it's a loads of fun, isn't it, Kevin? Yes, it is. Loads of fun, a lot of interaction and just joking around, talking race baseball, all sorts of things. Um, and if you've got questions, specific questions on what we're doing with that and or Patreon, you can email us too at lockedonrays at gmail.com. Lockedonrays at gmail.com. 
All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. I'll talk to you tomorrow.